everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. On this episode, we're going to kind of talk about how we grew up um, with the overall theme being our values in life. That's the main theme and topic of this episode. So uh, Emma's going to give a quick disclaimer. Yeah. So Lauren and I really understand that we grew up in a very privileged neighborhood and it's not something that we're unaware of. Uh, We grew up in really great school systems. We had good families. um, And we just want to make that clear that our interest in learning about who we are as friends and as people is with that in mind. Absolutely. So Emma and I are best friends. We always have been. Um, We grew up three houses down from one another. So we are neighborhood best friends. We would call each other every day, go to each other's houses nonstop. Um, That's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. And it's something that we feel that the connection we have is valuable. Um, Yeah. And we're really a part of each other's families growing up. Absolutely. So, um, you know, our households were pretty different, but we're both the youngest of three siblings. Um, We had a blast together. Mm -hmm. We went to the same schools, but our school is pretty big. So we weren't in the same classes together and we had different groups of friends growing up. Um, Right. But we do know each other very well and obviously have stuck around with each other for for years. For 20 plus years. And I think, I mean, the reason why we started this was also because, you know, our interests in each other. You know, I went away to college. You went away to college. We've been growing over the years. And I'm like, Lauren, Mm -hmm. what's up? Like, what are you doing now? Like, how are you doing this life? You know, we both have jobs, Um, you know, our 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 nucleus that we would say is our family in that neighborhood is no longer what that is and exactly. i i want to know like who we are as people now compared to like what we were when we were kids and i think that's going to be fun because i feel like we're both we're both very different people um but also this perspective like i have not changed as much as you have yeah that's very true. In life. <laughs> and I think that's interesting because we grew up in the same area. So what made me evolve into this person and what made you evolve into your person? Exactly. And I think what's also interesting is just we have a very large perspective on being a woman, about being people in the STEM field. Uh, we have interests of our own that go beyond just you know, every day, like I know that, you know, recycling and the environment is really a big passion of yours. And, you know, like weird quirky things about me is like, I love Avatar The Last Airbender. So like, I want to talk about these conversations. I want to range in intensity between like really, you know, valuable concepts about how do we get young girls to love STEM to let me tell you why if you're not an Avatar fan, you're a loser. (laughs) Just saying. You know, and I think this is a great way to do that. Yeah, this is our lead-in. So this is the Oakview, the beginnings. Like, just here's our background so you can understand more about us, where we're coming from, and identify with our values as people. Yeah. So let's start off with this question, Emma. Uh Uh-oh. Well, maybe, do you want to describe each other as children? Yeah, I think so. I know we we, we tried that 
in the first episode, but I think it's interesting to try it every time. I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's fun. And every and cuz like we see each other once a week, so it, you know, it might change based off of the stuff that we're dealing with that week too. That could be interesting. And that oh, I just the idea of like you know, somebody can know you better than you know yourself. Absolutely. Or at like, least observe and- different things that you didn't realize about yourself. And at least at these ages of growing up from, you know, preschool to mm-hmm. graduating high school. Yeah. We know each other. We are involved in each other's lives so much that yeah. whatever we say is very valid. Absolutely. And that developmental so you, process is yeah. huge. Who do you want to go first? I want to describe you first. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So Lauren has always been, whoop, I hit my notebook. Lauren has always been a really happy-go-lucky kid. I always thought that you had, like, a positive outlook on everything that you did as a kid. And I really envied your ability to just kind of go with the flow. Um, I think that comes with, like, you know, a lot of your personality stems from like your family values, but you were quirky. You loved to pick out your own outfits, even though if they didn't match and that was cool and I wanted to be just like you. Um, <laughs> you had the best backpack. Uh, your shoes were always in style. Uh, <laughs> you always had the best laugh and you still do. They're going to think I was like a cool person. You were not. cool. Well, you were cool to me. Like we were like, you know, in the early 2000s, our outfits as young kids were, you know. Bring it back. Bring it back. Girl. We had overalls. Come on. But I think the thing about you that has like always been like how I describe you is you were very consistent. You know, you it's not that you were boring. You were just someone that liked what your routine was. You know, you would go to school, you'd come home and do homework, but like you were always ready to play on the weekends and we were very creative and, uh, you know, you were in, in theater and you um, were an artist and you painted a lot. So like you were very like in tune with that creative side of you, which is so cool because now you're an engineer and I love that about you. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's so funny. But I think Lauren was definitely a very consistent friend. Like, she was exactly who she said she was. Um, she never lied to me. She was always honest about what she thought of me. And that really helped me to stay accountable for being a- your friend. And I think that's why we're friends till this day. What do you think? I agree. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> no, I think that was... I think that was good. I think that was, like, pretty accurate. Yeah. And I, I take that as a compliment. So thank I, you. Well, it's definitely a compliment. <laughs> All right. Hit me. Okay. So Emma's a child. Um, <laughs> I am a child. Not consistent. <laughs> not, like, that you weren't a consistent person. You were a little all over the place. You were, Still like... Still am. Yeah. A little bit of a firecracker, kind of a rebellious kid. Um... You really challenged yeah. your family like rules and norms, but mm. also, you know, you spent a lot of your creative ways figuring out who you were growing up. So you had these phases of trying out these different yeah. personalities and personas and like to figure out who you are, which is probably why your values have differed more than mine. 
Um, But you were just so sure of yourself. You're a very confident person, very confident kid. You would just say it like it was. And you would also challenge anything that wasn't right. Like if somebody was (laughs) bullying or if somebody wasn't doing something that was like nice. Emma would be the kid who could like just boldly look somebody in the eye and be like, why did you do that? (laughs) Which like kids don't do that kids don't like ask that like that's what adults do right like for a little girl to look you in the eye face to face your peer and be like why did you do that not like what did you do or like what were you thinking like you were like no I want to know why like what (laughs) caused you and when you're a little kid that's scary because you're like I don't know you know like you just do stupid stuff and you're like because you're learning but that that's just like an example of you being bold like that. I think that is very accurate. <laughs> but I think that's crazy. I never pictured myself to be that kind of confident child. I don't I don't recall being that kind of confident child. So I think it's really cool that you think that of me and you remember those moments. Yeah. I mean, am I like that now? That's a good question. I think I think, yeah, you you still call people out, but uh, maybe you've learned, like, the better tones to do it in as you grow <laughs> I'm older. more kind. Or, like, better ways to approach those conversations. Like, hey, you know what I mean? this is probably not the best idea. But Versus, obviously, what is wrong with now you? that we're older and you, you grow and you weed out your friends and, like, you surround yourself <laughs> with a support system, then you don't have right. to do those right. things as much, right? Not You're as not in frequent. an environment where you have to be, like learning with other people how to behave you know what that's a really good point because I was thinking about that the other day about how I was talking to Kelly a friend of mine who's a doctor for animals and we were saying that being a friend over time is something that you learn to do like driving a car it's natural because you play off of each other, right? Like I know that the kind of conversations that we have, I might not be able to necessarily have those conversations mm-hmm. with other people, not because I'm not sharing with you, just because I'm aware of who you are and your values. And I respect you enough to be like, you know what? Lauren doesn't really want to know that. Or that's not funny for Lauren. You know, and I, I'm not really, I'm not really or saying just, you yeah, as a person. Like you, you have different kinds of conversations with different people. Yeah. And I think that's really important that as you get older, you recognize those conversations evolve and change through the friendships and the relationships. And that's how working with good people works out for you in yeah. your jobs, um, in your families, uh, with strangers. And like, maybe it's just you and me, but like, I'm kind no matter what. Exactly. So you're talking about learning how to have long lasting friendships in life. You know, you kind of learn like, like driving a car, riding a bike, whatever, like you have to figure out how to maintain these things. Do you think it gets harder or easier? I think it gets harder. Yeah. Because as a child, at least I felt that like as a child, it was black and white, right? Like if Susie on the playground pushed me, And I said, yo, what was that about? And she's like, I don't like your hair. I'd be like, well, Susie and I can't be friends because that's like a really nasty, like, personality trait. Versus now, if someone pushed me, 
I would find that to be the most outrageous behavior, right? Like, why would you do that? And the more complicated it is, is because as adults, we have that awareness. So there's constantly those little pieces of gray area. And yeah, and you just have to be conscious of a lot more things. Things yeah, are easier I as mean, I know, like for you, for example, like you're married now, right? So like, I'm not just expecting you to disregard your husband's values and opinions. I'm not like, well, screw that. Like, you're my friend. You can do whatever you want. Like, I need to be aware that like you have to have that in mind. The same thing yeah, goes for like, like it's kind of being like empathetic too, and learning how to do that yeah, over time. I think empathy is a That's is funny, a growth though. trait. I think like married friends and even like, don't you hate it when your good friends have friends that you don't like? Doesn't that just like, yes, yeah, I do. And I think that the worst, that's the worst conversation to have too, especially when you like Lauren, if, for example, if you had a friend who I despised, but I love you so much that I trust that your judgment is okay. I think I would loathe that person until you got rid of them. Right? Because you don't trust them. I don't trust them. And it's it's all be, it's all about behavior and and um and how they react around me and 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 you cuz like my my opinion and how they treat other people and treat you and treat your yeah, friend. Yeah. And I don't know if like this is something that I just expect in my friends, but I always hope that their significant others like me. I'm of not, course. I'm, you know, and I have some friends whose significant others could care less if they liked me or not. And that puts tension on our friendship. Because then I go, okay, well, if I don't really matter, then I don't know how to navigate that. Because I don't yeah. think that, I mean, you tell me because you're married now. In a, in a marriage, your relationship with your husband is being a friend, is being a, a partner, is being someone that's a confidant, and then being my friend. I don't have that relationship with Tim, but I respect your relationship with Tim to know that Tim's a very value, valuable person to you. Therefore, he is a valuable person to me because if yeah. he doesn't act a certain way, I'm going to be like yo, Lauren, like, what is happening? But I also can't be like, divorce him. <laughs> How dare you? Um, well, I'm glad you guys get along so well. Yeah. So I just want to lighten it up a little bit, and I want to talk about when we grew growing up on our street. Okay. Okay, so we lived on the same street. We lived really within, like, a five to ten minute walk to the nearest park. Um, and come on. Uh, okay, I'm an architect. We lived in a typical suburban zone developments all the houses look pretty much the same if not they're mirrored to each other so like you can imagine but we went to the same preschool we went to the same grade school we went to the same middle school went to the same high school and I love that all the common ground we had was the location that we grew up in because we got to be friends with other people in the classes that we were in and like I was in marching band and band class and um that took a significant amount of time with me so I made different friends is there any yeah, clubs right? we had our different I don't remember the clubs that you were a part of you know we did you know I did um 
theater until high school. In high school, I did some science-based clubs. Oh, yeah. Um, and all, and all, all, you know, all sorts of things. I was really like an involved student. I've always been a good student like that. Yeah. Let's talk about, though, our families a little bit. Okay. Because Em and I... Although we grew up very similar with the same education, the, a major difference that we have is our kind of family environment, I'll say. Okay, totally. Um, I mean, I agree. My parents <laughs> were a little hands-off, you know, we mm-hmm. didn't get grounded, um, very active family, I would say, um, and we had a lot of family around where I Can you describe like, what you mean by active? Oh, just like always busy, always running around. Um mm. Not like running. No, we never sat still, really. Like, my brothers were involved in a lot of sports. It was a lot of, like, go, go, go. Um, But it was, like, a fun household, you know? Like, my parents were, like, the fun parents in the neighborhood or whatever. I agree 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to describe yours? Yeah. So, um, I think what's important is that me and Lauren are the youngest of our families. Uh, She has two older brothers. I have two older sisters. So that in itself kind of describes the difference. Like yeah. my, my parents, they were, they treated us really delicately. Uh, when we were younger, it was very clear that like we were, t- we were uh, treated tough. Like my dad was like, no, no, uh, no leave, leeway, if that makes sense. Like you were home at a certain time. You were following the rules. You did your chores on Saturday morning. Uh, you woke up at a certain time, you went to church. Then as we got older, it was more like, oh, they're, they're dainty women. We have to protect them. (laughs) So it was, it was a lot of strict rules in my house. Uh, you know, their love and kindness was out of safety. They were always concerned about where we were, when we were going. Uh, Lauren could like, Lauren could live. Yeah. Curfews. Like Lauren could literally go to the theater and see a movie at any time in the day and I have to have like two week notice advance permission about a movie I didn't know about uh until <laughs> that day um yes and you know or like you know kids growing up would always be like hey do you want to have a sleepover and I'd be like okay so you have to ask my mom because if I ask my mom she'll say no but if or she... you have to have your mom call my mom right, right? <laughs> because my mom didn't like let that happen like um it wasn't really a carefree kind of zone. Now, I think they loved me very much, like extraordinary. Oh, absolutely. All love. out of safety, all out of caution. Yeah, but it was a know. very like uh, helicopter type parenting. Um, and I think honestly, that made me very envious of you. I just, Do you think that's why you're so rebellious? I mean, have you seen my body? I have tattoos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yes, I, I definitely think that the bubble that we grew up in in our small community, like, encouraged me to leave, run away. But Go how f- do you feel that now as an adult and you're starting your career? You don't live in the same town, but you're pretty close by. I, okay, I didn't plan to move back. Does okay? it, like, freak you out? It it does freak me out. Um, It's funny because, you know, I got this job offer and... I've been working with them for a couple of years as an intern and they were like, you know what? We really want you full time. And I was like, I've been living in Minnesota for six years. I don't know if I'm ready to come back to our hometown and like living in this, this state is like 
the proximity to my family now is like really intense. <laughs> and like I love them, but like so like my oldest sister has two kids and they live close by to my family and then my other sister still lives over in Minnesota. So like being here is like it's kind of like a family reunion. Like they give me enough space, which is good. But I definitely see the challenge of, like, resulting back to when I was a kid. And I'm like, hey, you guys want to hang out? And I'm like, whoa, put the brakes on that one, girl. You can't do this every <laughs> week. Um, but I think it actually – I'm not going to toot my own horn, but beep, beep. Uh, I feel that my rebellious kind of childhood encouraged me to, like, push boundaries. Like, I'm – I'm – I'm more brave. Yeah, you really figured out who you are. Yeah, I figured out who I was as a person, but I also figured out what kind of friend I wanted to be. Like, but I think you had to do that through being rebellious to give yourself the room and the space that you needed. Yeah, to like to like figure that stuff out. Nobody told me no when I moved. Whereas to college. in my environment, I kind of had the space to figure that out. Yeah, more growing up, so that. When I went to college, I ha- I was, like, a little bit, like, more confident in, like, who I was and my values. Absolutely. Which, you know, take it or leave it. Like, that could be a good or bad thing for anybody. Well, I, I wasn't that way. And, and college is the place where that happened for me. Like, you, you grew through that to that moment, and I didn't start until that moment. And, like, college was crazy. Like, I was a typical college student. And I was not. And you were not. And like. Because I had some things figured out, but I'm definitely not the norm for that. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But I also don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I'm I'm not saying that people need to be the weirdo in Yeah, let's talk a little bit about, so what values did you have as a kid? (laughs) And what values do you have now as an adult? And have they changed? Or what is the difference? Okay. Yeah, I like that. Do you want to go first? Okay, mine's a little dead nuts. It's pretty easy. It was like, I'm, I was, I am a good girl. I was a goody two shoes. I still am as a grown adult. I don't know what got in my head during elementary school when they said, don't do drugs and be polite <laughs> and the golden rule. But I was just like, yep, got it checked, done. Like, no questions <laughs> asked. Like, I was like, yep, that sounds like being a nice person to me. Like, that's <laughs> easy peasy, right? Yeah. And uh, I really just stuck to those. Like, I, I, I don't do wrong things, and I think I kind of like didn't. I had this room, and I didn't want to disappoint my parents and like make them have to punish me or anything you know and I kind of looked at my brothers my brothers were kind of really rambunctious they were twins they were all over the place you know Mm -hmm. they made their mistakes they did some you know normal teenage drama things and I think I kind of saw that and I was like you know what I'm good like I don't I don't really like need those things in my life and I'm pretty like confident in who I am and like Mm -hmm. peer pressure is never something that sways me like I am immune like strong as nails like (laughs) cannot like break this force field that is around me and my values of just like being a good person um you know I really value respect trust communication and I can see that in other people too I think that is an incredible 
characteristic though to have don't you think like you were able to see things happening around you and decide at a young age like hey like that's not for me like that's that's pretty mature for a young kid and I think I kind of always was you know I was always like the like I didn't mind hanging out with adults like with my parents friends or whatever like I'm I'm a boring person like (laughs) you are not (laughs) but I just figured these things out at a young age I said I don't want to cause trouble like and and maybe that's like me just being timid and boring and like but like I was I was okay with those decisions that I made at a young age and I when I saw other people act out of those things Mm -hmm. and be a you know like and mistreat people I recognize that and I said that's not me and that's not something I need to emulate and I think that's why I valued you so much it's like you were very like you know what that's not something I want to be a part of so yeah right and like anybody who knew me you know like in middle school or high school or now or in college like yeah like I'm my levelness of like quirkiness or whatever has changed, but right. not really like who I am. Yeah. And I, I, I think that is something that I don't necessarily think it's not normal, but I do think that you were able to grow into your person quicker than most young children and young adults. I think that's a really good explanation. Like I didn't, I grew into being myself. Like because I was always myself at a young age, it didn't fit the persona of the young grade schooler, but it does fit the persona of an adult. Yes. And I just had yeah. it. But yeah, but talk about yourself a little bit because I feel like <laughs> you have a very different answer to this question. I mean, I do. I, I recognized probably early college a huge shift in my person. Um I walked into freshman year believing all of the things I grew up believing, Um, specifically like, you know, I hate to say it, but like really conservative values that I don't follow anymore. Um, And I'll even interject for a second because I did say like you were the confident like kid. So whatever phase you were going in, you were like, this is it. You were like... (laughs) this is it this is who I am you were like yeah I was always so bold (laughs) and you were so like so into it to the core that you were like this is the person I am and this is like and you were confident which you know props to you for being able to change that too and learn and grow yeah yeah and I think I I kind of appreciate that part of me because I was able to say you know in this moment this is who I am And every time that moment changed, I was still saying, in this moment, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, like, unsure of that. I was unsure of, like, what was the most important thing for me. Because when we grew up, like, you know, we were churchgoers. We were, you know, we we were respectful kids. Like, we, you know, we believe in um, um, following rules at all costs. I'm a huge rule follower now. I hate breaking rules. And that goes for things like crossing the street. And people make fun of me for this at work. Like, I like to do things in a specific way because I know that it's efficient for me. I can get done quickly. But in my social settings, like, I mean, I have tattoos all over my body. 
I dabbled in drugs and alcohol in college. I occasionally still do that now. You know, like those are the rules that I'm like, meh. Like, who cares? Because I think there's like a, there's like a, there, uh, I think as I grew older, I recognized that who I am in front of important people is not who I necessarily am on the side. And in some ways, I kind of think about, you know, how everyone's like, oh, do you have a phone voice? Like, do you answer the phone when you're at work? And it's just like, hi, this is Emma. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for calling. Like, I think sometimes I emulate a phone voice for my office because I don't want people at work to know me because I'm afraid that, like, that's a temporary relationship. I think a lot of people feel that way. Totally. Okay. So things that I think that are important um, is I think consistency and, like, kindness and loyalty have always been instilled with me as a child. Like, you show up for people, you are empathetic to people's stories, you are kind to the stranger on the corner. But when I went to college and I was like, whoa, let's do this. Like, I don't need to be home by 11. I started to, like, challenge myself and I got into a place where I think I was so nervous of all of the changes that when I was in and out of a relationship, I started to reflect a little bit and be like, I don't, I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe these specifics are important anymore. I don't believe that I need to be a wife with kids. I don't believe that I need to go to church every day, every week. I don't believe um, in the necessities of wearing conservative clothing anymore. Now, I'm very aware of the situations where I need to be, you know, aware of what's appropriate and what's not, but, like, man, when I was a kid and I used to say things like, I can't wait till I grow up and I get married at 22 and I have kids and we're going to be you know, Jesus lover. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's so funny to me that like, I was so confident in that person that I look at her now and I go, (laughs) if only you knew the challenges that you were going to meet. You had no idea. Do you think you've kind of reverted back to those original values? Or do you think they've like, um, I think, I think a lot of the, the extremities that I encountered in college, um, there was a part of me, that rebel part of me, that, like, fought against it so hard. Like, I didn't want to be like my parents because I was so afraid of feeling like that helpless kid when I was growing up who didn't have any, like, say. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And there were so many rules, right? But now, as an adult, I'm like, I love that my mom is so organized and so caring of other people. Like, the amount of things that she donates and her time to charities and volunteers on weekends for other um, communities. I never noticed that in her. Or just your friends, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. I think that the people I surround myself now is a lot to do with my family. I think, um, you know, the the values I have in finances, you know, um, Um, just doing the right thing that comes from my family but I think I've had to go through that crazy no I I don't want this stage in my life to come back and say you know what these are the things I do want thank god I have perspective I understand that like there are different values in the world that need to be altered 
you know, modernization, technology, mm-hmm. you know, those things are what makes me say like, okay, I have changed. Good. I'm not, I'm not just like who I am because my parents are who they are. And I think, I think it's going to be even more interesting as we even get older to see, see what your opinions are in the next 10 years, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Isn't that funny? That's because so like funny. on my flip side, I'm like, I know, I'm probably not going anywhere, right? I have like <laughs> 25 years of the same. I think one day if you and Tim decide to have children or like get a dog or something, like I'm going to push to have their values be mine. <laughs> Just to fight the, the traditional norm. Um, I don't know. I think this podcast is really fun for you and me because we're always those, like, we're the late night talkers, right? Like, every time I come over to your house or, like, you hang out with me, like, somehow a two-hour conversation ends up to a four-hour conversation. I know. We get into trouble. We get into so much trouble. And, like, I think this is a great way for us to, like, pinpoint a topic in a theme in our life that we are really interested in, discuss the importance of it, and then cut it off. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And I think our conversations have so much more value than, you know, your, you know, just your good friends or your normal friends. Yeah. Like I of agree. surface level, like um, niceties and small talk, you know, Can like we, we talk enjoy. about that? Well, yeah, of course. Like we enjoy having these meaningful conversations that mean more to us and they help us be better friends. They help us understand each other better so that we can continue to be better. Yeah. But also just like, better people and the other friends that you have that you can't really be like oh hey what are your values right that would be kind of weird yeah. if i just like, be like brought that what? up to my friend i just made this year or whatever yeah yep, i agree do you know what i think it's interesting about that is like what you said earlier just now about surface level i have learned um i'm not gonna say why because there is a why because i feel like if i say why it's gonna put people into a box when I went to school, I met people who were surface level everywhere I went because mm-hmm. of the environment that they grew up in. And when you met these people, you were so confused as to why they weren't able to extend their relations, right? So, like, I'm trying to make friends. I go to co- – everyone's yes. going – you know what I mean? Like, you're going to college exactly and you're you trying mean. to, like – you're trying to – branch out and like meet new people and have these really great relationships and those particular people are like you know what my friend list is full or you can't be here <laughs> or you have these friends that you've been friends with for years but they don't necessarily want to like evolve yes. in that friendship with you they don't want to really I, grow absolutely. and expand they're just comfortable with the state that they're in and yeah. aren't interested in like connecting on a deeper level yeah and isn't that, doesn't that make you so mad? Like, it pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, and that, like, that could be hurtful in the in the right combination at, at the right time in your life. Like, if you didn't see that coming, and then you kind of have this, like, eyes open realization, like, wow, like, this person is the same as when I met them. And, like, they just have only the need for the surface level superficial materialistic lifestyle and conversation like that's that's the only thing we'll ever talk about yeah and you know what i like that you said they're the same as when you met them because you might be similar to who you have been your whole life but you are not the same person like yeah i was just gonna say that like maybe that's hypocritical of me i don't think so because i at least biased perspective i am your best friend 
<laughs> I, as much as you're like, I am the same person. I'm the kind girl. I'm, I'm, um, I'm the goody good. I'm the boring. I don't do anything new. No, 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 no. You have always been evolving and growing into a person that you like the, your attitude towards certain complicated, really intense anxiety thrilled experiences you do not react the same way as you did when you were 10 years old. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, if, you know, and I would hope so that that's I should, the case. Maybe I shouldn't say I'm the same person, but like I have, have the same core values that have never changed, but I have evolved but you have similar and interests and learned a lot, right? Like, yeah, I had the college shock of like, I didn't want anything to change. Everything really scared me. Um, there's all these experiences going around that I didn't fit into and I wanted to cling to something familiar and that wasn't always available so that was like a hard transition but then right. you grow and you learn and adapt and like it makes you better I would it say. It does I think it does and I think you have become a person that you're proud of you know there's nothing so in certain situations yeah. and I think I can cater to people's needs. I think that's a skill and I think we're really good at it. <laughs> now, some people would take that as a negative, right? Because, like, I can use that to manipulate people to do things that I want them to do. Okay. But also, this is what I tell my coworkers all the time. This is one of my life sayings. If you are a nice person, people do not mind doing nice things for you. Period. As in, like, if I'm always kind to you and I'm like, hey, could you... Um... Could you refill people the paper? People like in the doing things for me because I treat people well. You know, when you put good energy into the world, good energy is going to come back to you one way or another. And I think this is a great way for us to kind of circle back and say, like, we're hoping that this is good energy that we're putting into the world. Hollow. And I think that other people might resonate. You know what? I don't even care if nobody listens. If my mom listens, like I said before, hello, mom. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Just know that I love you. But also, I think it's so... I don't think in our climate, people are doing a lot of self-reflecting. They're not acknowledging the failures that they have. They're not acknowledging the flaws in their their life. And I think this is a great way for you and me to check each other. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, I hope I'm wrong in saying this, but I don't think these conversations are the norm in every friendship and best no, friendship. Right? I don't think so. I think people like to just let things settle as what they are. So I hope we're going the extra mile here. And, I, and kind I, of thought-provoking others. Yeah. I, I love these conversations between people that I care about because I want to know who you are when you're alone. I think this is a great way to wrap up because even though we don't want to, even though we don't want to, I think, <laughs> I think as we continue to talk to each other and to the world, um, we're going to show our personalities really how we handle the conversations that we talk about. And I think they're going to really see the person that I see in you and you see in me. Yeah. When we're intentional here, it can help us be intentional elsewhere. Yeah, I think the difference, though, with us here and elsewhere is that I'm usually in PJs 
And this we're is normally, a safe space. We're normally making sleepover forts. And we're watching Disney movies. Like we're we're pretty. Yeah, much... we couldn't be more comfortable now. Yeah, I can't. I I think that says a lot to our confidence as how old we are, um, and just the doing this podcast has made us think more intentionally. I love the depth that we're getting into, and I love that we're experiencing this is growth. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Oakview. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening to The Oakview. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oakview Podcast, O-A-K-V-I-E-W, or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com.